What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Stand Up to Sitting podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, do we have a special treat for you today? I have my good friend, Anna Sakasa in the building. Anna, also known as the Salt Queen, is the founder of Salt Miami Wellness. Originally from Latvia, Anna quickly became passionate about the benefits of dry salt therapy and other holistic modalities that enhance health and longevity. Anna! Hey, thank you for having me. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh my goodness, you <laughs> made it. There's a hurricane about to come. Nothing's stopping us. Nothing <laughs> is stopping us. Um, what's going on? I, I want to dive right into this, this dry salt therapy, because I, I remember growing up and my mom would sometimes encourage me to take Epsom salt baths yes. and stuff like that. But other than that, I never really heard much talk about salt therapy until I met you. So just talk a little bit about the background and, and kind of how it became a big part of your life. Okay. So um, I think a lot of us Floridians and people that live on the coast or by the beach can experience that have been told, hey, when you're sick, go into the ocean or do, you know, the aerosol or uh, irrigate your nose or do the nasy pot that everyone's doing. So you feel great, but then you don't feel great for a long time. So the whole method behind it that was started is that in Poland, doctors discovered that salt miners have no respiratory conditions and coal miners do. They're very ill. So from that, we started mimicking environments that are salt caves. You literally go into a place that's humidity controlled, low humidity, dry salt, temperature 68, the same that you would get into an underground cave mm. uh, in the mountains. I know um, the benefits are pretty much endless from the fact that you can get a full mind clarity to respiratory clearness. And the really cool thing about it is that in Europe, when you actually go to Poland to do these underground caves, you go for a week seven hours you sleep there at night they bring you down into the elevator shaft of hard hats and everything the whole you know thing and you go down there you stay there overnight for seven days and those elements of the salt being dry penetrating your lungs and absorbing everything because your lungs are a sponge so they're absorbing all the micro crystals wicks away any moisture or any impurities that you have going on the benefits of seven days can go up to two to three years so you have chronically very ill people doing this and traveling is that did you do that experience the so i was experienced to that as a child my grandmother's from belarus so there are salt caves and she did emerge me in that it built my immunity i don't know and i can't recall because i was very young i came to the yes when i was six but i do recall that i was experienced in you know salt caves did i do the overnight experience i'm not sure i will check on that though i'm that's, curious that's so cool so Obviously, these caves and the salt has benefits for everyone who yes. goes in them. Is there a particular population that would benefit even more from exposing themselves to an extended period of time in these caves or in your, in this case, your salt rooms? Um, so from just doing some studies before I even opened my salt room, my salt caves, I've really picked up on the fact that the number one people that are suffering from alignments is just allergies, asthma, and it's usually children. It really starts with kids and then works its way up to adults and elderly. And it becomes a domino effect. The children are exposed to mold or any impurities or something from environmental or you know dietary that's causing them to have these allergies. And then they're just drugged. Onibuterol, Singular, Zyrtec, Mucinex, everything that's conventionally 
deteriorating their body and overall well-being into their late adult life. So you become dependent on medication. And the salt would actually replace a buterol. And that's what I did with my daughter. I used salt therapy to replace a buterol that she was prescribed. It seems like a common theme, right? Western yeah. medicine protocols trying to put a band-aid on these problems rather than address the root cause. Internally. Yeah. yeah. So I love I love that you turn this thing that you're passionate about into a physical space. Yeah. And my experiences there have been so powerful. And I'm just so grateful that you have that space that people can experience these benefits. I'm just curious to know starting a business, right? Especially a brick and mortar is not easy. It takes a lot of investment, a lot of time, a lot of money. Talk about that journey up until now. What have been some of the biggest challenges? Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll start there. Yeah. So um, honestly, being a mom of two kids, a two and a four-year-old, getting the MBA done online. My passion was to be a medical, a pediatric neurologist, actually. And I realized that I would not be able to provide the environment for my children while being in med school. I would not be able to nurse my children to a certain stage. And that mattered more to me than being a doctor. But I always wanted to help people. So when I started with my business, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And my daughter became ill. She was prescribed a bag of, you know, a buterol. And they said, just continue with this and she'll feel better. And I thought that was ridiculous. So I started salt therapy in Fort Lauderdale while I was trying to literally put this together in my head. How am I going to open this? And then it just happened. I found a location. I allocated funds, a lot of credit card debt. Um, <laughs> my ex-husband was very supportive in that. We were a team at this. He said, let's do it. It helps our kids. It might help others. And it does. I mean, there's so much traffic for it. The biggest challenges was... Realizing that you don't have to convince anyone that what you're doing matters. It's because it drives you. You're passionate. And a lot of people, you feel like you have to give it an approval. And it started very personal in my situation. My mom was not a, you know, very approval of my situation. She didn't support my business. She's still up to today, doesn't see any use of it. But yet her own granddaughter is healthy and off of a buterol. I literally got my daughter off of like crazy drugs within two days. And I strongly preached that. So then, you know, with the failure of the marriage and everything and being as a single mom with two kids, having this huge business, this huge responsibility dropped on top of you, you probably think shit hits the fan. No, I'm not giving up. I'm so driven. I'm so passionate. I see all these kids coming in, these adults, and everyone has something, and they're finally searching for an alternative approach. And they're seeing it from one session, from the infrared sound, or is it from the float, or it's from the salt therapy. So that drives me. And knowing that my children are healthy, they have been for over two years after being exposed to this, and I feel that I can always bring them into this treatment at my convenience, I'm in. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And that that's a huge testament to you, just having that internal belief and drive to continue going when all of these obstacles come your way, especially when we talk about our parents and like the lack of support in yes. this case, because our parents have a huge influence on us, Absolutely. you know, and we, we obviously want to make them proud. We want to make them happy. So not to get your mom's support, I imagine is challenging for sure. But the fact that you're pushing forward is incredible. Thank and, you. and I'm obviously here to support you through this journey. Um, 
And for anyone, for anyone in the Miami, South Florida area, guys, I can't even begin to describe the experience of coming here because Anna's created this environment. It's yes, there's salt caves, but it's such a healthy, fun environment where she really goes the extra step to provide an experience. It's not like you just walk in and you jump in a salt cave. Literally, you walk in, there's like little mandarin oranges, there's tea, there's coffee, there's kombucha, there's there's tons of different healthy organic treats, right? Yeah. And other products. And it's just like you feel like at, at home. Yeah, it's a different experience. You're yeah. emerged into this whole wellness community, which is really cool. And that's what I strive to do. I want my business not to be an establishment where you just come in and feel like, okay, I paid for the service and you just function through it. I want you to feel at home. I want you to lounge on the couch. I want you to have the tea and take your time. I have customers that hang out for three, four hours. They're just chilling yeah. and they're talking about wellness and you know, it's great. I love it. Yeah. And that, that is, I think, what people are really seeking today Nowadays. is the experience. Like yes. they want to feel, they want to feel welcomed and they want to feel special. Yeah. And I feel like that's what you've created is like each person is a VIP. Absolutely. You know, it's a very intimate environment. I'm wondering what is, what is your, what is your vision? Like in terms of the business, is it something that you want to create? You know, do you want Salt Miami Obviously, it's not just going to be called Miami, but like wellness centers across the country, across the world. Um, have you thought about that? I know it's kind of a daunting question. Um, I've had some thought to it. I had crazy visions when I was still together with my uh, ex-husband. Now I'm kind of trying to get back there. Honestly, we want to expand. And it's not expand, oh, just have franchises. We're not about that. I really want to be able, and this is what I've been doing lately. I've been consulting people and families that are interested in opening a salt room, how to open a salt room, and how to make it into a community. Mm -hmm. So I've been traveling to do that, and that's really important for me. I want people to have the choice to have an alternative approach that, yeah, you can take your Zyrtec, your Claritz, and your Buterol, but there is a safer option that will give you the same effects, even better, long-term. So I would like to be seen throughout the U.S. I don't know how, you know, the European market, even though we've been offered multiple locations in Moscow. Um, but I feel like why, you know, jump and do things not at home when so much work needs to be done here. Mm -hmm. I have families who drive from Homestead. I have so many war veterans and people with PTSD and police officers that are stationed actually in Homestead, the base over there. And they're like, I wish you were closer. I need this. And that, honestly, right now, my biggest thing is to grow with the community and actually give my services to even those that cannot afford to pay for those services. Mm, that's beautiful. We we definitely, and we'll talk about this later, but we need to start telling those stories, yes. right? Because that's how, that's how we take this idea of like, okay, it's a nice little wellness center. Yeah. We start telling these stories about veterans and, yeah. and people's lives being impacted by by these tools and modalities and that's when we really start to create a movement right and people yeah. understand the importance and power of yeah. coming to places like this um so that's something we'll definitely work on and i'm just wondering in terms of like i i, I personally i know i know the benefits of you know pink himalayan salt yes. what is it <clears throat> specifically about these salt rooms that has such an impact on the respiratory system, on the nervous system? It's a great question, actually. Um, a lot of people think that when they come to a Himalayan salt room, it's just salt on the floor, salt on the walls, and that's it. That 
actually is just decor. So when you would enter our facility, um, our main room is 15,000 pounds of salt, Himalayan salt on the floor, Dead Sea salt from Israel on the walls, and then a built out of Himalayan salt tiles. It's beautiful. It wicks away moisture, wicks away um, air impurities, forgive me. Um, and it helps with the energy essence. We've done a lot of yoga and Reiki, and people really feel like the cleansing's there. But the number one thing that's helping the respiratory and your mental clarity is the machine, and it's called a halo generator. It takes pharmaceutical grade salt, coarse, it, it mills mims it down and becomes a fine dust like powder, and it disperse it throughout the room and that you're inhaling you actually when you take deep breaths with your mouth you're going to taste the salt so you're going to come out covered in salt i mean you've experienced it you know but it's literally just intacting and sticking onto your entire body and your internal organs and it's great i actually thinking about it might sound weird but i was traveling i didn't do salt therapy for two weeks i test everything on me i'm the guinea pig and my yeah. kids and i was sneezing in the airport i was like oh snap it's coming and my, like, when you sneeze, you taste mucus, it tastes salty. I was like, yes, two weeks and the salt's still in there. <laughs> but that's what we want for customers to experience. Right. You want the salt to always keep working. Right. It's there. We, I just want to, <laughs> I, I always like busting up some myths. I think that's super important because there's so much information out there. And a lot of times it can be overwhelming, like what to listen to and what not to. Uh, and... <laughs> We're, we're taught, we're told that sodium, that salt is bad. So can you just talk about the main difference real quick between the salt that's in your caves, in your rooms, yes. and like classic table salt that people put on their french fries? So the one thing that we, uh, I noticed in America, it's very high as a marketing scheme, actually. You're pushed as kosher more in salt. It's number one. And when I lived in Chicago, I lived by the warehouse and dis distributor that actually processed all the kosher more in salt. It's bleached, guys. You're eating pure bleach. Might as well get some salt, pour some Corax on it, and eat it. Aww. It's stripped away, and iodine is added, so not naturally occurring. When you're taking a natural state of anything from whole foods to your mother intact mushroom drink that you're doing, mm. that's crucial. You have the, you know, the apple cider vinegar with the mother. You want that. So the same thing you want with your salt. Why are you going to take salt that's naturally occurring, that's pulled out from the Himalayan mountains, mined from within the cave, that's filled with its own natural state, and break it down, bleach it, unpurify it, and sell it? It's not going to happen. So when you're going for salt, a lot of people I've heard customers complain that, oh, you know, the pink salt has um, radioactive elements, uranium. Um, yeah, so do chicken, uh, chicken bones from chicken wings they've consumed. Every living material actually has uh, radioactive synthesis material in it, naturally occurring. So that's not harmful for you. Your body actually... There's uh, that show, I think, The 100, where they're like super compatible to the radioactivity and everything that's happening in the environment. Your body can adjust, just like all living matter can with time. So with salt, super important to stick to the natural state. You can get French salt, which is like fine, coarse. It's beautiful. Black salt um, that's not mined, but it's open out in the, the fields that they do it, the processing. Or you can get Himalayan salt. You can get Israeli salt, Dead Sea salt. You can get it kosher. I respect all that. That's great. But try to avoid the American brands that are marketing, you know, through Morton, that they're stripping everything away and you don't even know the origin of that salt. It's like literally made in the States through a large salt process company that also makes the same salt to um, unfreeze the ground with um, after a snowstorm. Mm. I don't know if I want to consume that. <laughs> yeah. So. No, thanks for clearing that up. And just to let everyone, everyone know, we're going to put some of that stuff in the show notes so you can kind of see examples of common salt 
that you'll find at restaurants and supermarkets. And then we'll also have a couple examples of salt that you want to look for. I also want to point one thing that a lot of people are saying, but salt raises your blood pressure. Uh, if I go into the salt room, won't it raise my blood pressure? Absolutely not. Remember, salt absorbs moisture. So it pulls away and it helps with inflammation. Any inflammation that you have in your body. A lot of my customers come in and the salt becomes a diuretic. They will use, they will use the restroom multiple times because it's just flushing everything out. And it lowers. Studies have shown in Europe and Poland that it lowers blood pressure. So it's super neat. <laughs> it's, it's one of those, again... American Heart Association misconceptions Absolutely. and lies from the 70s. Just like the food pyramid. Exactly. That saturated fat uh. is going to give you heart disease and that salt and is going to raise your cholesterol and that cholesterol is going to kill you. All of these myths that we've been told um, and stigmatized with, unfortunately, still are living Exists. long today. Yeah. And you see the long term. Um, well, I wouldn't say benefits. You see all the problems that everyone's having. You know, I just thought I had a nutritionist actually once mentioned to me. He said that if you're making a pot, a stew, a soup, anything, do not salt it. And you'll say, well, wait, how do I know the final result? Literally, don't salt it. You serve yourself when it's cooked in the bowl. You salt yourself how much you need. You salt yourself. Um, so when you're doing it in the pot, you're over-consuming. So this is where it comes with the high blood pressure, over-consumption of salt, because you go to Burger King, you go to all these processed places, or even you go to Whole Foods, you get a processed food. Look at the sodium, 580 milligrams just in half of the container. Why are you consuming that? Are you going to consume that in one sitting? Are you going to take a tablespoon of it? Probably not. So what's one way that people can just apply salt obviously the high quality salt to their daily diet in a healthy dose. So I feel like just like there's a sugar detox crave that's going on, there is a salt detox. Uh, something I did for 30 days, I literally gave my body wholesome foods that were at its natural state without it being processed, without any salt. So that's when you actually start to figure out how much am I enjoying salt and how much can my body actually synthesize the salt? Because the more you consume alcohol, the more you consume something, you become more and more adaptable to it and you can consume more. You don't want that. Right. So if I'm making a meal, whatever in my plate, I will have the salmon, avocado, and uh, seared coleslaw. Um, not seared, I'm sorry, I'm thinking Russian cabbage. So seared cabbage, probably just the fish is gonna have salt. And that's at the end of it. Or the cabbage. So people are like, that's gross. Everything else has no flavor. But seasoning does a lot. The oils, where you're talking about saturated fat, if you're doing your avocado oil or your coconut oil or your ghee, and then you are adding a little bit of salt and you're you know, consuming all that, that's balanced. But when you're adding, I see people just going all out on everything while they're cooking it and then all out on their plate, you're killing yourself. Even and if they're doing that with the high quality? Yeah, of okay. course, because you're overfeeding yourself. And then you also know the best rule of thumb, which I'm sure a lot of people know. You have salty snacks, and the next morning you wake up, you're like, shit, I need a gallon of water. I'm thirsty. Right. So have you ever thought about what you're eating that's actually wholesome, but still how much salt you've consumed? You're so thirsty. Mm. You overdid it. Yeah. That's the good trick that the uh, the movie theaters play. <laughs> oh, they get you eating that bottomless popcorn. Yes. And then it's like, oh, shit. Like, I'm I need thirsty. to buy a drink now. Oh, oh and I got to get the I need to buy another one. <laughs> yes, yeah. Or bars. Uh, they give you, like, salted snacks to keep yeah, you thirsty. Of course. It's all a sales tactic. Well, I mean, if you're actually, if it's forcing you to hydrate more, I guess it could be a big thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you go to a game, you're eating all these peanuts. It's like, fuck, I need something to wash that down with. Um, yeah, that's really funny just how like 
it really goes to show and it brings to light like how tactical these food industries are absolutely right yeah like they know exactly what they're doing they know exactly what they're doing and listen we're falling for it right we're falling for it so they're gonna continue doing it and taking advantage and and monetizing and building these fucking empires Empires. of yeah it's but that's why we're here yes you know (laughs) and that's why that's why honestly i really wanted to get you on the show because you have such a unique skill set unique knowledge and people need to know about this stuff because the more we can bring awareness and the more we can implement some of these strategies in our day-to-day life the more we can take ownership of our health and longevity so you have these salt caves right but that's not all you have no (laughs) that is not all you have because wow it's an appetizer (laughs) that that's a great way to put it that's a great way to put it because i came to your center last week and for the first time ever, I experienced these sensory deprivation tank, this yes. float tank. Um, so I want you to talk a little bit about that. And then I'll share a little bit about my experience. But I really want you to kind of give the audience an idea of what this is. Okay. So this is a really neat thing for the U.S. It has been around for over, I would say, 30 to 40 years, even though it does date back in the 1900s. Uh, it's literally an isolation zone. So you have a tank. That is, when we think tank, not a military tank, but just like a tank or a deep freezer, fridge type of shape, filled with a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. So it's more buoyant than the Dead Sea. You're really going to float. People ask me, am I going to drown? No. The water is only a few inches. So, I mean, if you lay on your back um, or when you step in, it's going to be half of your calf. So it's nothing dangerous. Um, so when you float in these tanks, you're literally exposing yourself to a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. You float on your back with your plugs, and we turn off the lights. It's a capsule. It closes, and it's pitch dark, dead silent. And people ask, why do I need that? Well, have you ever thought of getting your brain, giving a break? I mean, all these tabs are open. You're always running. You're always thinking. You're always focused. You're always checking your phone. If you're not checking your phone, you're checking someone else's phone. I mean, give it a break. I mean, you see it. People Is that are personal experience? You yeah. check it up on people's phones <laughs> like that? No, but don't you see it? Like, all these people are like, oh, did you see this here? Right. Like, Put that shit down. Right. So. Learn to turn your mind off. Actually, the beautiful thing about deprivation tanks is it turns off your mind and it gives you the ability to be creative and to just lay still. And many clients, what they do is for the 90-minute fall or the 60-minute fall, they actually fall asleep or they meditate and they pass through uh, channels. I cannot explain that. I know you had a hands-on experience of that. I cannot personally explain it, but I have had where I've been exhausted, jet-lagged, and this one-hour float brought back my 10 hours of sleep. So it's a full recovery. For the ladies that many ask, it makes your skin beautiful, helps with clarifying that. Arthritis, any inflammation, a lot of athletes that come in, they need that soak because it's a hardcore absorption. Mm. That's why we ask you to shower because you're opening up your pores and the absorption's going in. And um, great for the hair and just generally great. I mean, my skin, my hair is soft afterwards for four or five days. It looks soft. Yeah, <laughs> baby soft so um i want you to share your experience it might be odd for many people and i can kind of you know guide you through it afterwards and say that it is normal from what you've experienced yeah so when i went in first of all for me full disclosure you know most of the listeners probably already know but um i'm very high energy and for me it's always been a challenge to kind of shut down to chill yeah yeah to shut down and like 
you know, I've been consistent with like uh, a morning meditation this last month, which has helped. But even still, I'm very fidgety. Like I, I, I like to stretch that. during it. And that's the whole point is to not yeah. move, um, <laughs> which is challenging for me. Uh, so the sensory deprivation for me went in and the lights go off and it's complete quiet. You, you, all your senses are kind of shut off. Yeah. And that's the whole point. And just like you said, we're so connected at all times. Yeah. And I feel like there's never been a time more than now that we need this. I need this. So going in there was a really powerful experience. I was really just trying to focus on my breath to start. And then I kind of drifted off into a really deep meditative state. I had that cool image of talking to my dad. He was like, I was looking up floating and I saw my dad. He was in between Abraham Lincoln and Thomas Jefferson <laughs> on Mount Rat Rushmore. <laughs> and we were just like having a normal conversation. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool that he was on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> and, uh, and then after that, I really just was like relaxed. And I almost like kind of just wanted to explore. I was like kind of pushing myself from one side to yeah. the other. And I understood like I'm in a completely safe space. Yeah. You know, it was so relaxing. It felt so good. And I only did 45 minutes. Yeah, you were in and out. So next time I'm, I'll do the full 90. And when I was doing some research for this discussion, I saw, and this is something I heard in the past, but, you know, my favorite athlete, Steph Curry, yeah. has been dependent on this for, I think, the last two, three years. Did you know that? Or you just found out? No, no. So I, I, I heard about that. Uh -huh. But I didn't like dive deep uh -huh. until until last night I was watching videos of him talking about it and how it's really helped him silence his mind. And again, like get away from I, I mean, imagine being someone like that, yeah. like everything Joe going Rogan on. Rogan also, yeah. I mean, he's crazy about floating because yeah. he's transformed his entire life. So. Yeah. So again, every everyone's experience is going to be unique. So go in there with no expectation. Like yes. don't expect to see a loved one on a statue like I yeah. did, but, but really try to be open to the experience because these things, like you said, are there for a reason and they're very popular in Eastern yep. Europe and it's great to see them make their way here. I remembered something from the studies before I, anything that I, bring to my business if it's from chocolate to the kombucha to the products to the services i tested it myself i do a lot of research because i will not give you anything that i would not consume or do so i had a client that shared with me that when they were in the u.s marines the technical training that they did for preparation um for the navy seals as well is deprivation tanks they will float them continuously every day and feed them on a recording or a psychologist be sitting there feeding them information that's needed so you'd be like, oh, that's brainwashing. No, they've done studies that say you have an exam tomorrow. So you tape recorded all your facts, notes, whatever. Or you have a presentation. You float while floating. It's playing the recording. You will retain all that information. You will be able to recite it. It's freaking insane. Is that is that mostly because you're not distracting yourself? Absolutely. With all these things? Your brain is quiet. It's a brand new Google tab. Right. So I can think of many people even online. They have like 30 tabs open. They're you're all over the place. Don't you ever feel during the day you're just all over the place? Like 100%. just chill. And I feel like that's the problem that we all have. We're not enjoying life. We're just rushing to do things. What are the purpose of these things? For mm. what? Yeah. So. 
Yeah, we need to continue spreading the word on the power of that. That and then also another thing that's really helped get me in that state is like the sound healing, the sound bowls. Yes. Those two, maybe there's a way we could kind of incorporate both. You can have sound healing while you're floating. You can do that as an add-on. So we're working on bringing that in, and that's insane. You know Brooke does sound Yes. Ooh, shout out Brooke Rosenblum. We're going to get that shit going. Okay, so (laughs) we have the salt rooms. We have the float tanks. And then, and then we top it all off (laughs) with a little infrared sauna. Yes, my favorite actually. Unreal. And yours, you have like one of the high quality sunlight and ones. I think it's the M-Pulse. Yes, everything's in it. Yeah. Mercedes Benz of... (laughs) It's like the Bugatti. Like that shit is legit. Talk a little bit about how powerful the infrared sauna, Mm -hmm. what the difference between an infrared sauna is and what just a typical sauna. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of us have seen on um, Good Morning America, many shows, Dr. Mark Hyman, Dr. Axe, Dr. Oz, they all talk about uh, deprivation tanks. I've seen segments on that and sauna. Generally, your body is supposed to perspirate. It's supposed to sweat. So when you're adding all those deodorants that don't let you sweat, your body's not detoxing. You're stuffing more metals and toxins into your body. So I wanted to find a sauna that will not only heat up and be a sauna, because the whole point of a real sauna is to heat you from within. So our our sauna works as bringing the body temperature up, the core temperature, one by one degree per minute. So it slowly works it up to a point where your internal temperature will be like at 130, 140, and it's just flushing everything out. If you're consistent with the sauna, and I've experienced this myself, I do 20 minutes every day. People say, you can't do sauna that much. Why? You can't sweat. It's very good for you because it's healing. And when you do it for two, three weeks ongoing, you're going to have a metal taste on your palate. So can you imagine how much gunk and how much metals and toxins you've absorbed that you're actually detoxing it out? Um, My number one clients are actually flight attendants, MRI techs, and... um, specialists that are dental dental specialists because they're exposed to so much chemicals the second thing after flight attendants mri techs flight attendants and um dental hygienist okay yeah and the the technicians as well like when the dentists do the fillings everything they're exposed to a lot of a lot of unhealthy products and the sauna helps bringing that all out yeah and so talking about the difference between infrared like what are the additional benefits from having an infrared sauna as opposed to you know you go to like an old school gym or an old or school hotel. Condo. Yeah, like an LA yeah. fitness. And they There's have a rocks. sauna. Right. So, <laughs> and those are still beneficial are. because, That's what's going up. yeah, because the, the body temperature and you're getting rid of a lot of toxins. But talk a little bit about specifically the benefits of the infrared. So, with infrared light in Germany, they did many studies, and this goes back in Russia. Um, during the Soviet time, children during uh, gym and recess would stand around, they would be stripped down into their drawers underwear and they would stand around a red infrared right and people would be like why are people doing that there's so much healing benefits of it as well as um bringing out collagen and vitamin growth in your body i don't know how to properly say it sorry i'm thinking of it in russian so the fact that they did so much studies that if you have a wound or say you have a cut or i had two c-sections so i actually before i had my infrared i did infrared in other places that healed my wound very fast. And not only that, it removed the line. So a lot of women have the scars after their cesarean, and that really helped reducing that. So infrared light just is able to break down at a cellular level any impurities or anything that you're going, going on inside you and heal you. You can have cysts, you can have um, kidney stones, UTIs, and they're proven 
to remove that without doing medication. And that for me was a winner because a lot of women are giving all these antibiotics now just to handle something that can be handled naturally. Um, with all that saying, it lowers blood pressure and it helps circulate your body. So it gets your heart pumping and then the blood flow is going and it's actually helping process all the blood throughout, lowering your blood pressure. Um, I've had people that have uh, autistic children, unfortunately. I've had families firsthand on that did vaccines. Their kids are fine. A week later, they call me that they're having autism symptoms. They're detoxing in the infrared sauna with an elimination diet. They were able to restore their child's health by, health by 90%. And I think that for me is a deal breaker. That for me is like, wow, this is really working. Mm. And the biggest one also is chemo patients. I have a lot of cancer patients that come in that are on chemo and they've been prescribed. They have the doctor's note and everything. Here's the documentation. We speak to the doctor. They need sauna. They need to detox all that crap that's inside them. In Israel, in California, in New Mexico, there's two holistic chemo centers for cancer that, yes, they do a holistic approach of surgeries if it's needed. They have sunlight and infrared saunas. It's awesome. So they're strongly believing in this, you know? And I feel like when you can put that in your body and allow your body to regenerate and recover, that's super crucial. Because I like the infrared sauna that you're in there for 30 minutes, you're getting the ultimate benefit. If you are not able to work out, you're burning 400 to 600 calories in 30 minutes. You got it in. Wow. So that's great. Yeah, that's really interesting too about women with C-sections because, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's becoming a more common protocol now. Yeah, in Miami, what I noticed by studies in the Miami, Florida, they had one of the largest cases of cesarean because of tax dollars and also what the insurance is willing to pay. Many of these women don't need a C-section, just like I probably didn't need one or so, two. So, okay, can you talk a little bit more about that? So it's less expensive to have a C-section than actually have a natural birth? No. so a vaginal birth is cheaper than a cesarean. But when you have insurance, the way that the system works in the United States, they pump out as much as they can through a cesarean. So the doctors, the hospital make much more money and they would want you to have a cesarean as opposed to a vaginal birth. But isn't that the woman's choice? It is, but usually how have, I mean, you see this often. I have clients that come in, oh, you know, I had a sore throat, I have bronchitis, I'm on antibiotics. I'm like, why? Do you, do you feel that you need that? You know, so the same thing, you start believing the caregiver, You're, you start believing the practitioner, you believe that the doctor knows best, even though you should be in tune with your body and listen to your body and make that decision yourself. Life and death situations, absolutely, you know? But when it's something that like, well, maybe it'll be quick or maybe this is beneficial, I don't see how that's beneficial at all. Wow. That's Especially since it strips away the lining and when a child passes through a birth canal, it's very important to get all the organisms and their like probiotics and naturally is there, yeah. naturally made for the baby's immunity. And what do they do? You just pop the kid out and wrap them up and then put them, you know, so, under a heat lamp. So I... further pain i think that also like i feel like that's becoming a fad as well i feel like that is a problem and i feel like that can tie into what you're passionate about like the fact that we're so mobilized and we're so dependent on shoes on things and pain we cannot tolerate any pain i feel like any pain we also need something for it your body's built to naturally be adaptable to any situation and you're inhibiting that and that becomes a very weak process and a weak individual with growth and time Wow, I'm, I'm food choices. Yeah, that's <laughs> so gosh. Kind of no, away, like, but. no, it's it, it just makes me like shake my head even more at 
at the healthcare systems and yeah. how they're basically suggesting and encouraging women to have these C-sections. And then those C-sections, right, affect the newborn. Absolutely. Because like you said, they're not getting those necessary nutrients yes. that they the would calming. have it through the natural pathway yeah yeah absolutely not only that it, there's a whole like your body naturally when it's going through a birth process or when it's time to birth since i haven't experienced it from my knowledge um what i understand is that that turns off the feel-good hormones the coping and everything and the birthing process the mom has and the body naturally releases hormones to bond with the child is kind of taken away and the thing that really irritates me is that when they do the cesareans they're pumping drugs into your system Mm. through ivs and that's all going to the baby as well a lot of babies and the failure rate with breastfeeding and i'm a strong advocate for breastfeeding (laughs) so um what I've noticed is that women that have cesareans, when they breastfeed, the baby is not responsive. So the crucial three days, the two days when it's super important for the baby to be on the mother's chest, the baby's not fully responsive because it's so high off of the medication. So it cannot wow. suck you away or suck on the nipple. It's very sad. So. And this is where you're kind of praying that the anesthesiologist doesn't give too much and not too little. Was that the case for you? Like you didn't know any better? So with my first child, which I had um, four years ago, so I was 28, so 24, I had my daughter. I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted to breastfeed. I was prepared. I did all my studies and everything. I needed a cesarean because I had a spinal fusion and I have just a lodge in my spine. So I couldn't do a natural birth. But what I didn't like is that they overdrug me with the anesthesia. That while I had the baby, I had pressure on my chest. I couldn't breathe. So then my blood pressure went down, my body temperature was very low, and they kept me in the emergency section for eight hours. So imagine the baby eight hours without mom. I did not allow formula, um, but they gave a pacifier. So the pacifier also, when you introduce anything that's comfortable for an adult or a child or anything, you become dependent on that. So as soon as you introduce a bottle or a pacifier to a child the first three, six months, that's it. The child becomes dependent on that, and you are not needed. (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot um, yeah no like i i need to stay on this because i'm really yeah. I'm, I'm really alarmed because this is something i really didn't know much about um and then is there also a higher incidence rate between w- with those kids that are from a their products of c-sections with things like autism is there any studies with that that's a very interesting question i haven't looked into that i wonder i really feel like maybe it's not even the c-sec well Probably the environment of it being a C-section and the outcomes of it. No nursing, you know, the bottle, the um, the soothing being introduced, that might all collaborate to it. And a low immunity. I've noticed and I had a hands-on comparison with my first daughter. I nursed her for two months and then I pumped for her for a year, including formula. Um, and then my second child, I nursed for two and a half years. And on top of that, I was able to do a full day supply to a very ill boy in South Beach for a year. So I was nursing two children, but I was, you know, pumping for that child so I was a cow <laughs> it was great it was one of my most rewarding experiences because you actually see what your body's capable of doing yeah. so immunity wise my first one is not as strong as my second one can I say it's from the breast milk maybe I don't know because I feel like the stomach lining is super sensitive yeah. the gut bacteria flora takes many years to actually balance out in children so when you're pumping that in with corn syrup whey protein and whatever junk they put in formula 
you already know. There was a study, and they did this whole story on how uh, Gerber Infamil and um, Johnson Johnson did a formula launch back in the 20s and 40s and 60s. They would literally promote that it's better than breast milk. They were sued for that, and that was stripped off. There's still campaigns. If you Google it, you can see the old school campaigns, how they're promoting formula over breast milk. So that all affects our future as well. You know? Yeah, and I just want to take this time to shout out <laughs> My mom, mama, if you are listening, I really hope you are. My mom breastfed me for over three years. Yes. And so many people <laughs> I know were talking. And my mom had me late, by the way, in her 40s. Oh, snap. Yeah. She like, did it. Like people were, I'm sure my mom was She's getting crazy looks. looks and yes. like people were talking shit behind her back. Like I really, <laughs> really admire my mom for doing that because... She didn't do that with my brother. Yeah. And I think there's a reason that I have like the strong structure that I That's have I'm going at. and, and my immune system as well. Um, damn, like this is, this is wild. I didn't expect to be talking about this no, with you, but, we're but on wellness. I, mean. I think it's so, so important. So yeah. you and I together, we need to really communicate this message to yes. young. Like I think a great, a great target Mm -hmm. for us in terms of your expertise and your center would be schools yeah. like elementary schools specifically yes. because these kids are young and their immune systems are probably weak sick. right and then it's something that's great because their mom or their dad they the family can come together because yes. you have a little playground that's in your what we missed out. so the beauty of it is that we're entire family friendly community so we're all about <laughs> we're all about breastfeeding we promote that we even have a secluded salt room where we can put you in so you can nurse or have it out there we don't mind um we have a children's section where the kids can play and get the salt therapy and then we have the adult private room where you can just lounge chill and zen out and actually sleep so it's perfect i mean we're, we're all ready for it bring your kids yeah <laughs> so. no and it's actually that is the number one seller our children's room we yeah have too many kids it's it's such a vibe and there's a tv in there like you th throw on like a fun little cartoon or movie like it's a whole experience yeah, yeah. Totally. and i think something else i wanted to touch on about the power of the sauna is something that i don't think gets enough attention is the thermal training right like we talk a lot about physical training and, and stuff like that but being able to train our body in extreme temperatures yeah right so especially us living in Miami, it's like, okay, you have maybe two seasons. You have summer and then you have like summer 2.0, yeah. right? <laughs> it sounds um, like a podcast. Yeah, so that's why I'm such a big advocate for getting in the ice, getting in the cold. Yeah, the plunging. And then getting in the hot, like really training your nervous system and your mind for these two extremes to build that resilience with yeah. your nervous system, with your immune system. And that's why so many people, especially here, it's like the weather dips below 70 degrees. They're freezing. And yeah, they're everyone's getting sick. And they're sick. Yeah. So the I air think, conditioning too. Yeah, it's so important. We've become, like you mentioned, so comfortable to these luxuries that we're so lucky to have. But a lot of times we become overly dependent on them. And yeah, it steals away from like that primal being. Which we should still have. You can ask yourself right now, the unfortunate news of the hurricane coming, people say, I'm prepared. Yeah, you're prepared, but you're also dependent on things. 
how are you prepared and how can you prepare yourself physically and mentally and that's something very crucial a lot of people probably can't even fast for one to two days and they're capable of doing it not those that need medication and i understand those situations or children but just like me and you i haven't thought about if i don't have enough food with my two kids i i've prepared myself fasting wise i can do seven days with minimal water not a lot of people can so that's crucial take yourself out of the comfort zone stop depending on things do your research and ask why how and how is this going to benefit me there has to be side effects to everything even the good and the bad so figure it out and take control of your body yeah and mind (laughs) yeah i love that um and this share this sorry this this show is airing you know a couple weeks after the hurricane so so (laughs) for those of you listening there's not another hurricane (laughs) coming um but we are recording this while People are evacuating Miami. Yes. But Anna <laughs> and I are here. We're unstoppable. We're safe and sound. But yeah, it's so funny too. <laughs> right before recording this, I was actually getting a couple tattoos done and I was talking to Tammy, who is the artist. And I was I was telling her, I was like, I'm kind of excited about the hurricane because I think it really exposes people's true being. Totally. So I went to I went to Publix before this. And I and there's two people, right? There's two people. There's the people that are like they see the water and they like push everyone out of the yes. way to make sure it's theirs. Yes. They're fucking savages. They're like, it's me versus the world. <laughs> and then and then there's the people that are like, there's the people that are like, all right, like I see water. Maybe I don't need four cases. Maybe I'll only take two. And okay, those two people there. They probably like, need it. Yeah, let's spread some of the love. Let's spread some of that. And it, I think these chaotic situations these crises if you want to call it they expose people yeah you really see that so i think for 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 exactly what you said um testing yourself like oh shit i might not have ac for a couple days i'm prepared for that bring it what about the islands look at them there's so many super cool airbnbs that i found they're on the islands that have been affected by hurricanes before they don't have ac it's literally built that the airflow just comes through sick Speaking about water, I do want to say something and bring it up, even though this might be aired later, just a heads up since we're in hurricane season, stop buying plastic water. Mm. People say, but how do I have water? Buy your mason jars. You can buy huge mason jugs. You can buy a Yeti uh, containers. You can buy a lot of, even if it's Tupperware, the big ones, fill it up with water. Do that because all this plastic consumption, you're consuming into your body. And if you do a blood test, when I did my blood screening and my um, breast milk, it was high levels of BPA. I had mm. so much plastic in my system. Wow. Women's breast milk. There's all these women in the U.S. that are all coming up positive for plastic in their breast milk. I never wow. thought of that. And then talk about, while we're on the subject, can you talk about how the heat touching that plastic yes. further pollutes it? Absolutely. I was thinking about that. I was telling my grandma, you guys, they deliver, they dump these crates of water and it's heated in the sun sitting out there until Costco can, you know, bring their little thing, dolly, whatever they do, and store it in. It so it takes only a few minutes. And what about in the truck? Is the truck air conditioning? Of course not. So you have this heated plastic that keeps melting and breaking down, and you're consuming it. People ask me, why do flight attendants need um, infrared sauna? Think about it. So flight attendants are exposed to an aluminum-based airplane. With time, from the environmental factors and of the zones and flying temperatures and just being out in the zone, it strips away the airplane and all those microplastics and metals are being ingested through the AC system. They need to detox and all the radiation exposure. So flight attendants have crucial like, set limits how much they can fly. It's because of the radiation exposure, plus they're leaving the part out of what they're ingesting and absorbing into their body. 
That's crazy. Wow. I had a flight attendant through American Airlines, 30 years with them. Beautiful woman. She's in her late 60s, gorgeous, super fit, all about movement, barefoot. So that was really cool. Uh, no plastic. She's like, I, I'm sick. Why am I sick? I'm always sick. I'm like, you're a flight attendant. She's like, no, you don't understand. I feel sluggish. I feel like something's missing. And she started doing sauna. She needed to detox. She's flying every day. She's exposed to so much crap. And what about the AC and the airplane? Don't get me started. That would be <laughs> so cool. Putting a salt room in the airport. No? Yes, oh, yes, yes. But going one step further uh -huh. and creating. Can I get a drum roll? <laughs> Our own airline. Oh, my God. You're crazy. Let's go. Check it out. Check it out. I'm, What's I on have, it? I no have, seats. I have an image of it now, right? Go. You walk in. There's beautiful women just serving you water that's not in plastic. <laughs> And then, and then maybe there's a f couple feathers, but <laughs> most importantly, it has a salt, a little salt cave. Yes. It has an infrared sauna. Yes. Yes. And it has mo most importantly, a bathroom that doesn't make that obnoxious flushing <laughs> sound. You know what I'm talking about? What about standing? I hate that you have to sit. Yes. Like this and there's the going to be a stretching section in the plane. Yes. And you know what? There's no such thing as first class on air our, on yes. our airline. Everyone is equal. First class. Everyone has yes. a lot of leg room. <laughs> I have a dream that one day. Everyone will have enough leg room. <laughs> yes. Oh Got my it. gosh. I'm fired up. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We need you to come need up to with float. a name for this airline. <laughs> we need to hit up like somebody for an investment. Who's the guy? Virgin. He would still go for it. Yes. He's like such a hipster. We got to call Richard him. Richard Branson. Yes. We're, we're going we're gonna to hit you up, we're bro. We're going to float him. Richard's probably <laughs> listening to the show right now. Richard, um... So you, we'll, we'll put my email address in the, in the show notes. Just hit me up, Rich. We'll talk, bro. And we'll make this shit happen. We'll make like, time for him. Yeah. We're, we're changing the game. Anna, man, oh man, this, this has been so fun for me. I want to ask you a couple of questions. I know we focused a lot on the health components, yeah. just a couple personal things. Go for it. Um, right now, what would you say? I mean, it's crazy that you're 28, you have two young kids, you have this business. Um, I know you're recently going through a divorce. Yep. So much going on, right? What would you say are one or two things that have allowed you to maintain your sanity? My customers. They're not customers, they're all family. For me, the reason people ask me, how many employees do you have? I say, well, just one. And I try to make sure she's not there most of the time. Each and every customer I have, I make sure to meet them. Knowing their story, knowing what they're going through and how I and how we can help them is a deal breaker for me. That really motivates me. And my kids, that really keeps me in my sanity because everything I'm doing is for them. People say, yeah, you want them secured financially. It's not about securing financially. Well, what am I going to sit down and show them? What have I accomplished throughout my life? This, this is all for you. It's an empire and it's changed so many lives. What's a dollar bill going to do or a dollar sign? I don't know how to even say it. Well, it's What's about that to change do? way more. Yeah. It's about to change way more. We're going to continue upping the, upping the ante for sure. <laughs> what is, what is one obstacle right now that you're kind of going through? Um, obviously I know the divorce is probably challenging. Yeah. What would you say is one thing that is really challenging that you're experiencing? I think the biggest test that I've had is now where I'm all by myself. I really, really am. And I have two dependent children and the business and the fact that I went from being with my kids every day, that was my pride and joy, I get to see them every two days. 
it's been taking a toll on me and I started seeing that my business started slipping. And that's when I said, you're going to lose both. If you've already, you know, had a change of your kids, why are you going to lose your business when you have it? I got my shit together and everything's fine. We're going forward. We're moving along. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, listen, you have to do what you have to do. Um, and I think it's good. I think it's good too. you know, your kids are both so young. Yeah. So they might not understand everything going on, but I'm sure when they do, like you, you guys will have those conversations with yep. them and understand, you know, that this is just part of part of the journey and growth. And it's I think a lot it, of growth. Yeah. And I think it's really important too, you know, acknowledging you like so many people stay stuck in a relationship, a marriage, a partnership, whatever it is yeah. that they know is deteriorating. Yes. But because of that comfort of having someone Absolutely. or they feel guilty about, you know, the kids, whatever it is, right? They they stay together, the resentment builds, the hate builds. Yeah. And everyone's just fucking unhappy. Absolutely. So the fact that you took action and ownership of my own life. Yeah, which is so important. And like, of course, it's going to be challenging and tough, you know, but I think it's really, really admirable that you that you made that decision. So um, props to you for that. And yeah, of course. And I like to finish each show with a little rapid fire. Okay, so. This is just off the top of the head. You just answer. Don't think about it. Just okay. answer with your heart. Okay. All right. We're jumping right in. Favorite emoji? A peach. <laughs> like the booty. Yes. <laughs> How come I haven't got any peaches? Next question. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve. Oh, God. When you chew gum and... Oh, the lip smacking. Yeah. <laughs> Close your mouth. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Quote or mantra that you live by? Go big or go home. <laughs> oh, shit. And everything. <laughs> okay, okay. Book or movie that has impacted you the most? Emotional intelligence, how to be a leader. Book. Don't remember who it's by. Read it. <laughs> Harvard. Mm. <laughs> it's good. Mm, sounds good. What are you most grateful for right now? I'm alive. That's it. You're fucking alive. I'm fire. You're not I'm just healthy. alive. You're thriving. I'm you, living, not you, functioning. You're literally enjoying life. Hell yeah. That's beautiful. So. This is all part of Hero's journey, man. Yeah. We're just doing the best we can, trying to get better each and every day. Um, and yeah, I want to acknowledge you because it's been such a pleasure and joy building our friendship. And, and, and I know we have a lot of things in the works that are going to impact your business in a big way it's going to help a lot of people in the process so i'm super excited to continue and yeah i want to just acknowledge you for being persistent and for being courageous through what you're experiencing now and still showing your kids the love and attention that they need yeah. and still showing your business and customers the attention that they need so you've been able to really manage all of this and serve at such a high level you've put everyone else your community and all of these customers and clients first you nailed it yeah <laughs> Thank so, you. so i want to acknowledge you for that because i think it's so important to to recognize these things and like and and, and appreciate ourselves for what we've accomplished and 
and what we're currently doing because so, sometimes we just get so wrapped up in the hamster wheel and we don't yeah. enjoy the process. So I just want to acknowledge you for everything you're doing and everything you're going to be doing in the yes. future. I'm so excited to see the impact that you continue making. Um, and I want to give you the chance to share where people can connect with you on a deeper level, uh, whether it's social media, website. I don't know if you want to give your phone number so you can send some <laughs> send some peaches out, whatever it is. You're funny. <laughs> it comes um, natural. Honestly, the best place to find me and to actually... I had customers that are on the plaza. They're not my customers at all. They walk by and they sit down on the couch and we have a full-blown, you know, two, three-hour conversation and no service is provided. Just me and you talking back and forth. So checking us out in North Miami Beach off of 135th and Biscayne, that is the best place. Uh, you can always DM me. I run our Instagram page, Salt Miami Wellness. Follow us, like us. There's no peaches there, though. <laughs> and um, that's that's pretty much it. Phone number, no. <laughs> no phone number yet. Um, but yeah, guys, stay tuned. And again, if you live in the Miami area, you need to make sure to hit this spot up because it's a staple for me. I'm going to make sure I have my weekly trips there. And yeah, for sure. And guys, you already know what time it is. It's time to get your ass in the infrared sauna and stand up to sitting. Yes.